Yeah, I don't. I mean. Okay, let's go. You let's, ready? You ready to start the show? Yeah. Okay. On today's show, we have our very special guest, Mason George, China Spring legend, MCC standout, UTS former UTSA catcher. We talk about our sisters, and we talk about Cade's Tinder update. You ready to go? Let's go. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome guys. Well, I would just like to point out that we had a great interview with Mason George. You guys are going to love it. Oh, so much fun. Yep, and like I said, we give you guys a good recap, and we give you our, our crazy news stories for the week, too. Yeah. Hope you all enjoy. Hey, what's up, Mason? We got Mason George here. Give him a round of applause. Woo! Woo! Yes. Mason! Uh, yeah, what's up? Glad to be here. Oh, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so, Kate, do you want to give us your special Tinder update? Okay, yes. Yeah. So, last week, you know, we put out a poll about uh, – Whoever got the most votes on this poll would have to make a Tinder profile, but as a chick, as a female. And guess who lost? This cat. This guy. So, you know, using the Snapchat filter, I made myself a chick. And the pictures were terrible. You can still see my facial hair. Oh, my. To be quite honest, dude, like, how does it even work? I haven't haven't ventured to that side yet. What, like, you've never used the filter? You probably look like one of your sisters, to be honest. (laughs) I don't know. I wish you probably looked like Taylor, to be honest. Like, do I comment on that and be like, oh, damn, that's kind of sexy. Or, like, is it like... I mean, I just call my sister sexy? No. No. I'd be a sexy chick. I feel like you might be. So you should definitely do it, maybe. But I made a profile... In the first 30 minutes, I got six matches. And some of them were kind of like, oh, hey, is that the Snapchat filter? But this one guy was like, what's up, girl? Let me ask you. Let me ask you. What's up? So you had six six people match with you. Uh, Yeah, I was just – So there's six dudes out there that like the female version, Kate. I guess so. I was just like swapping right, 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 right. Oh. I used all my swaps in like 10, 10 minutes. But, you know, after 30 minutes, it just started creeping me out. <laughs> did you go as far as to message them back? I did not message back. Why not? I, I, I should have. You could you could end up on that MTV show Catfish. That's great exposure. <laughs> just ima- imagine how far the podcast could go. Did, could, did anybody, did, I didn't, did anybody did, send you nudes? No, no. Oh, I didn't want to see any dickaroonies for me. No. Did okay. you see enough in the shower? Of course, jumping jacks and really, you're that athletic in the show. <laughs> that athletic, wow, <laughs> yeah. But that is a impressive. <laughs> that is my Tinder update. And Mason, I understand that you have a Tinder story for us. Oh wow, dude, do I ever? Okay, all right. So let's hear the, it for the viewers. Okay, so obviously went to MCC, and uh, while at MCC, there's really the, the female scene while they're not great. Right? I, I can, I can okay. attest to that. So, I can. So on a baseball team, you know, you're looking at like 30, 35 dudes. Um, and obviously, you know, you're, you're living really close to each other. So it's like uh, everything that you do is with each other. Okay. So like when you throw a party, it's all 35 guys. And if 
two guys bring a couple girls, the ratio is not great. Okay. So <laughs> the ratio is always, always dudes just overpowering. Okay. So we're, we took the, this is my freshman year. So we had the wise idea. It's like, Hey, we should all just invite five chicks off of Tinder and we'll just throw like a Tinder party. Right. And in the grand scheme of things, we knew what would happen, right? The chicks would find out, right? It, it would just spiral terribly. So, uh, but we're like, all right, whatever, let's just do it. So we we throw this party, everybody invites everybody. So, and realistically, not everybody got five people. So, I mean, really, we're, we're looking at probably 20 girls there. Wow. That's wow, that's, that's impressive. Not that's impressive. Oh, it was unbelievable, dude. It was, it was like a rager in MCC style, you know? So, <laughs> in that realm of the world. So, we throw this party. Everybody's kind of there. And then uh, after, you know, one thing leads to another. And then, like, the girls are, like, kind of talking to each other because obviously there's 20 of them and there's way too many dudes. So who are they going to talk to, right? Each other. So they're like, hey, like, uh, who are you here with? Like, who's that guy? And they're like, oh, well, you know, for instance, they're like, oh, well, that's, that's, that I'm here with Mason. <laughs> and then, like, the other girl would be like, wait, that guy right there? And... She'd be like, yeah, you know, that guy with the hat or whatever. And she's like, wait, I, I I came here for him. And then they would start to realize that there's multiple girls there for only one guy. And then, <laughs> so then they're getting super pissed off because oh, now they've yeah. realized that we, we really just invited them for for entertainment. Really, I guess, like, the best comparison is, like, dinner for <laughs> schmucks. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> you, just, like, inter- you just, like, bring people just for the entertainment. Really, you have no intentions of anything. Oh. Right, so like, oh dude, spiral terribly. Chicks left, left it how we're used to, just a bunch of dudes drinking a couple beers. <laughs> just a big old sausage fest, oh, sausage party, just sausage. Just let me tell. Everywhere, sausage. sausage. Dude, speaking of sausage, let me give me, let me give a little shout out to the sausage crew. Okay, so we'll explain <laughs> this later, but you know we gotta, we gotta give the boys some love. All right, so we gotta give some love to, uh, to my boy Burtness Fox little BFT action, some Grizz, <laughs> Finney, Jenkins, Turbo, let's see, Noah, John T, Colin Sharp, welcome, <laughs> fellas, welcome to the podcast. Sausage. <laughs> okay. Okay. Shout welcome. Out I, I, we'll get, I guess we'll get the story when we when we go into your interview. I'll do that. So my story is, um, I, I mean, we all have sisters here, um, except for Will. I'm no, sorry. Will does. Well, does. Well, we'll call Robert Sarah. Sarah. Sorry. So my sister and I are at the Olive Garden. And I, I mean, I want to say it's probably mid last, I mean, last week because she just had gotten done with her finals. So her and I are there enjoying our meal. And all of a sudden, this bottle of wine shows up at our, at our table. And so my sister and I kind of look at each other. We're like, what on earth? And so these old people that were sitting in the same section as us, um, they, they raised their glass to us. Oh, yeah. And my sister and I go, the hell just happened and um and so we we give them like a nod and we're like thank you and so then um i go over there and i'm like i'm like what, what's the occasion sir and he's like well congrats uh, on on your fiance here and i said i said sir that that's not my fiance she's my sister and i guess he saw my class ring or something like that and i had it on my left ring uh, my left hand i don't know why but um, yeah, I had that. I had just a very awkward experience at the Olive Garden, but I still will go back for their limitless pasta. You, you know what that reminded me of? Dude, forget the pasta. You gotta go back for the 
Simpsons. They remind me of the scene in Joe Dirt. Uh, you're my sister. You're my sister. <laughs> As if, and like I got with my sister too. I bet you you're the same way. Well, People think you're a couple. No, but like go go to eat. No, yeah, we'll, we will go to public, public, and grab drinks and food, and we will hang out. But no, I don't know about no. what you're going. No, no, I'm but no, just no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like for example, you know, going out to a restaurant, and uh, when we get the check, the waiter waitress always slides me the check. And I just take the check and I slide it over to Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my ass ain't paying for it. Here you go. That's what I do. <laughs> so, so Mason, so how many occasions do you think you've had with your sisters where you've had, where you've had that some sort of scenario where people happens, get you mixed up? It honestly happens a lot. Um, the most recent one, uh, we were, we went to a wedding. Um, it was, it was my aunt's wedding. And after we just kind of we scrolled down, I was like, "Hey, yeah, you want to you want to go grab a couple drinks after this? Like, let's just while we're out, you know, we might as well." So we go to crickets for like a little bit, and long story short, we're standing at the bar. Girl comes up, she's like, "Hey, like you can you can get your drinks faster, like over here, so there's not as many people. Like, come here, follow me." So like I follow her over there, and like I get up, I'm straight up to the bar, and the girl was like, "I hope your girlfriend." doesn't get mad that I brought you over here, right? And I'm like, who's my girlfriend? And she's like, oh, that's not your girlfriend? I was like, no, that's my sister. And she's like, and, you know, like, all of a sudden, it's like her entire mood changed. It's like, you know, I guess she was happy or something. Either that or disappointed. I don't really know. But, uh, no, yeah, it happens more than you think. And it's, it's you got to be, you got to play it strategic because, you know, as, as a single dude, right, you can't be going out in public and, like, other people thinking that you're taking, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. no, for exactly. sure. So you got to be careful. And the more that it happens, like with your sister or something like that, or like if you're just like there with a friend, right? You got to play it careful because it's like <laughs> you can really, you can really yeah. screw yourself over. So, oh, yeah. did, so did you get the chick's number? No. Oh. No, 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 no. Weird enough, my sister got the chick's number. <laughs> Oh, so maybe oh, that was her thing. Maybe she wasn't even there for me. Maybe she was like, "Oh yeah, your girlfriend." I was like, "We're not dating." So maybe she's like, "Oh, so she's slide in there." Yeah. So like the girl was single. Oh. So, interesante. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discriminate one way or the other. But she's into that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that perfectly uh, segues us here to your uh, your baseball life. Your career, um, we know that you've, I mean, from we what personally known that you've played baseball your entire life. And, I mean, you've, we've seen it, you on the collegiate level. And now you're, now you're a coach now. And you're, you're trying to impact the next generation of, of the coaches. So we do have a couple of questions for you because we know that you, we, you know, we know you have some good insight. Come on. So um, first question. Is, is baseball truly your first love of all sports? Truly my first love. Yes. Um, yes. Um, have always played it. Was brought up at a young age at it. You know, my, when I was young, my dad actually, he, he had a hard time trying to figure out what what sports would kind of lead me to. Like, and, and surprisingly enough, you guys are probably thinking, oh, football, baseball, or something like that. Actually, he was like wondering if I should play golf. Because, oh, like, oh. if you think about it, you know, because my dad, my dad did a lot of things. Like he played baseball, he bowled a little bit. Um, 
play golf, um, you know, kind of did everything. And uh, he was kind of thinking long-term, like, yo, you can pretty much, all you got to do in golf is just kind of make the cut and you get paid, yeah. right? And you're, you know, you're able to play it a little bit longer, like your, your lifespan. Oh, yeah, 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 longer, yeah. Right? So, um, you know, he's kind of taking that into, into consideration. And then, like, he's like, well, you know, I always play baseball and, you know, you can get paid a ton in baseball, but it's really, really hard to get there, right? So, I mean, that's like kind of any professional sport, though. So, mm-hmm. kind of in golf, you kind of at least have a little bit control of your career, you know? You're the only one that can make the shot, you know what I mean? Baseball and football kind of need a supporting cast, if, if you will. So, But you still play golf, though, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Not worth it, though. <laughs> <laughs> only for, like, the, the tournaments and the... And the charities and stuff. Well, for the tournaments and for the beer drinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So, uh, so I mean, way, like, have you always played catcher? Or has have you played, like, first base? Or, like, what – have you had a lot of position change in oh, your yeah. baseball career? Oh, yeah. So, uh, I was actually brought up – I was actually brought up as a shortstop. So, that was a position my dad played. He trained me throughout my entire life playing shortstop. Um did it all the way through Little League, did it all the way through high school. Um, really what, what made the change was um, my sophomore year when I broke my leg in football. Oh, yeah. Go, you know, I go get the rod, put in the leg, all this kind of stuff. The doctor says that my growth plates are closed up. And he's like, yeah, he's just going to be this short the rest of his life. <laughs> Wimp. This <laughs> kid. So uh, Doc was like, yeah, you're pretty much just going to be 5'9" your life so uh my, at that point my dad was like look we gotta find another place on the field for him. you know like uh there's not many there's not many guys that are like that in the league i mean you got guys like jose uh, jose altuve and guys like that but i mean they're they're freaks and i'm obviously not a freak because <laughs> i'm chilling here in waco texas <laughs> but uh no uh it uh had always had always been a shortstop and uh Got recruited to MCC actually as a shortstop, um, but kind of when I showed up on campus, golly, like Coach Thompson, he had like, shoot, probably ten or fifteen, like ten or fifteen shortstops from all over the country. Like our starting shortstop ended up, he I think he was from Virginia Beach, so uh, kind of all over the place. So it's kind of one of those things that he's like, yo, you're you're not gonna play shortstop for us, but you should probably give catching a try. Well. I caught a little bit in high school, so I was like, all right, I'll try it out. So then that's just kind of how it all started. And okay. Sure enough, one thing led to another, and here I am today. So how many uh, offers did you have coming out of high school? Actually, like none. And just MCC? Really, like, surprisingly enough. Oh. <laughs> surprisingly as enough. studly as you are, and how many records you hold at China Spring? I really had nothing going for me. You know, um, I don't know. I was kind of – like my size, like had a lot to do with everything. Like I was kind of like the, I was kind of like the dirt bag player, just kind of like the the hustle guy. I, I never really had like a wow factor. Like nobody came to the ballpark and was like, oh wow, like did you see what that guy just did? Nothing like that. I just kind of went about my day like really quietly. So, um, you know, like when you go to big universities and stuff like that, they obviously like they like that prototype guy. He's like six mm-hmm. five and he just hits like five hundred foot home runs and it's just like you just walk. He gets off the bus and you're like, wow, like. Wow, that dude's huge, right? Well, that guy's got the wow factor. Well, 
me, I'm like the short little pudgy dude. <laughs> so I uh, never really had that wow factor. But uh, no, I, I played on really, uh, I played on really like um, really competitive summer teams. Uh, everybody around me was going D1. Um, so, you know, they were getting recruited very, very highly. And my junior summer, actually, everybody on my team had already committed. So I was pretty much like the only guy I hadn't committed. And nobody was really looking for me. So I was, I was like the guy that was like, I was the perfect guy. Like somebody would come watch somebody else and then I would do good. And they're like, oh, hey, that guy's a pretty good player too. And that was kind of the road, if you will. But uh, no, out of high school, you know, uh, it was really just MCC. And I actually signed with a guy named Pete Mejia. And uh, he was the head coach at the time. And then three months later, he gets, you know, relieved of duties and uh, they signed Mitch Thompson, and they signed Mitch. Had a meeting with Mitch. He was he was uh, he was going to uphold the scholarship and everything. And I was like, Yeah, I'll come play for you. Absolutely. This is the best decision I ever made in my life. Oh my gosh, that guy was an animal. <laughs> so yeah, and then and that's a great segue into our. I mean, your next step. So you're playing. You're playing MCC. Um, you have a pretty solid team around you, right? Oh. My and so like so even even my freshman year like uh it really the freshman year wasn't really mitch thompson's recruiting class it was everybody from Pete Mahaya. Mm-hmm. so he was coaching somebody else's team but still there were still dudes that were studs i mean so like if we we're looking at our lineup um our third baseman ended up in arkansas and he played a little bit of pro ball with the orioles our shortstop um, when he came, he transferred from North Carolina, came to MCC after MCC ended up at Arkansas, uh, second base went to Sam Houston. He was, uh, he went to Sam Houston as a second baseman, shortstop, also a closer left fielder went to uh, SFA center fielder went to TCU. Um, man, I'm trying to think of like right field that, that year. Um, Really can't remember, but on the mound, you know, we had Sterling win, Josh Ring alum, uh, got signed by the got signed by the Rangers, signed with NC State that year. Greg Maisto was from Texas A&M, came to us, signed with the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Enrique Okendo, uh, he's playing somewhere down like the Pecos League, like down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, just a stacked team, and what I'll tell you is, like, we really weren't like the most talented, right? But we were the closest knit team. So it was like we were really successful. I mean, mm-hmm. we had like a pretty mediocre team, like a year. Like we had a pretty much a 500 a year, you know. And then we get to the playoffs and we go to the Region 5 tournament. And we've got uh, – uh, we go in as the four seed. So how it works in Region 5, you know, you get two you get two sides of it. Yeah. And there's four teams from each side. Well, we were the four seed on our side. So uh, – kind of slither our way through. Uh, we make it to the championship, and we end up losing two games in the championship, which cost us the World Series. So so we didn't get to go to the World Series that year. Well, then the next year was Mitch's first year that he got his recruits in, and mm. wow. I mean, he brought in some studs. <laughs> brought in studs, not only he brought in a ton of pitching, brought in some big bats. I mean, and on top of that, we gelled not as much as the first year, surprisingly. But towards the end of the year, it was like we're we're one big family, right? And it's I mean it's we kind of lived to the fact that it was like uh, teams that 
Teams that drink together stay together. <laughs> right? so families, yes, yeah. Families, yeah. That, families are like, you know, families that pray together stay together. Well, ours was like, teams that drink together stay together. So, I mean, <laughs> man, we were doing everything together. I mean, we were, we were always going out together, uh, either hanging out at the house, hanging out at the pool. I mean, we did everything together. And so, um, very close-knit team. Weren't always the most talented, but nobody – no so, way. so the family aspect. Do you think that like that play that plays a huge part in the locker room? Oh, huge part. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, like any set of brothers, there's fights, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gonna have <laughs> yeah, the separation. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, um, not I mean not even separation, but I mean, there's those like little those little those little fights that happen. I mean, uh, I I had a fight with my roommate one time. Not I mean, not a big deal. You just kind of get over it over a couple of days, and then you're good, right? So. Uh, and everybody had at least one of those, you know, or, you know, so like the locker room aspect, yeah, you get in your little fights, but after that, you're good. You're just back to being brothers. So, um, no, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool experience. So earlier, I mean, you, you talked about the family aspect, but you also brought up sausage. Oh yeah. So can you explain the sausage story? So and MCCT sausage. All right. So, um, I was a catcher. So anytime it was, it was me and then we had this other catcher, John T. All right. So anytime like we would catch a pitch from like a pitcher and it would like either ricochet off a glove or we didn't really catch a cleaner, you know, we just, we just like drop it. Right. Our team over time, because I guess it happened so much we were that bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, over time, our, our team would be like, yo, y'all got sausage fingers. Y'all got to catch the ball, right? <laughs> so anytime we drop it from there on out, they'd be just, they'd just be like sausage. They'd just yell out sausage. I mean, we'd be in the middle of the game, then you'd hear doing the outfit, sausage, right? Then <laughs> like, you have it, okay? So then it turned into whenever we were hitting, and the other team would do it, we would call out the other catcher and just sausage right <laughs> just really subtle i mean we were just i mean it's it like your little you know your little jab to them right well then it, it kind of progressed to where each guy started to get their own call okay so like um to be honest i don't even remember what like what i would do but like we would have guys that like really really high pitch really like, sausage right and you just like say say the word sausage in, in many different ways right so then it progressed from not only like a catcher doing it, so like anything that would ever go wrong, a booted ball, an overthrow, uh, a pass ball, uh, a fly ball that you lose in the sun. I mean, just anything you just call sausage, right? <laughs> All right. If they messed up, sausage, right? So then that moved into life. So <laughs> it moved into <laughs> off the baseball field. Oh, so like Blake comes – say Blake comes home and he's just like, oh, dude. Just, I just backed into this pole. I would say to her, go, sausage. <laughs> an idiot, dude. You sausage that, you know? So it's just a different way of just saying, bro, you effed up? No, dude. You just sausage. You sausage. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Y'all are having that dynamic in the locker room. Oh, dude. It's uh, it's to the point we actually have a group text. Like I was saying, like all those dudes I was talking uh-huh. off earlier, we're all in a group text. What, we're four years out, still texting each other. On the daily, whether it's Game of Thrones, politics, style, doesn't matter, dude. We're texting. Awesome. <laughs> Pretty close to the team. So the world of baseball overall, do you think it's losing traction in America? No shot. 
All right, so here's 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 what I'm thinking on this. Okay, <clears throat> if we were losing traction on this, right, we we're losing interest, everything like that. Yeah. How in the world are we able to afford contracts like Mike Trout, God, that, Bryce Harper, ridiculous? Manny Machado. Jeez, okay, well let me ridiculous. let me lay a fact on you here. So and and it's actually going to help you out here because according to Forbes magazine, baseball actually grossed 10.8 billion dollars in revenue. For 2018, that's the highest it's ever been. No, yeah, I believe it. So, I mean, we're not losing, we're not losing, we're not losing fans, we're not losing anything like that right now. Uh, if anything, with with this style of play, you know, we're getting this next gen baseball, you know, bat flips and the hobby bias tags and you know stuff like that's happening, where it's kind of revolutionizing and saying, hey, we don't have to do it old school. As long as we're getting the job done. We're able to entertain a little bit. So mm-hmm. it truly is entertainment, right? So, like, Kate, I know you're big in the WWE. Oh, right? gosh. Don't even get me started. I, I get really excited Sorry. if you say it. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, though. So, I mean, it's – yeah, is baseball – baseball's a sport. Yes. All right? It's also an entertainment business. Mm-hmm. All right? Everybody, everybody understands that. So, whenever, whenever your talent – can like join entertainment it's just the perfect it's the perfect storm so no we're not losing fans if anything we're growing okay yeah and and in the in the u.s um baseball is as the second most watched sport um as of 2018 and it's the 11th most watched sport in the world what would be the first event i wonder what football like we're talking no nfl oh NFL, right? I uh, I don't know. It's it's just football, just football well, in general. F O O T or F U T? football. Football. football? I'm talking football. about American football, not okay. soccer. Soccer. Yeah, but that's that's hard to like. That's a little bit obvious, though. You know, like there's some dudes out there that are off their rocker. It's like they can't play football. As long as they, oh, well. As long as they get this football across this line, then if we do that more times than the other team, we're gonna win. There's little, there's like little things that happen in baseball that are like baseball people are like, oh my god, like runner at second base, nobody out. Did you see that fly ball you hit to right? Oh, I respect that. Sack fly, get him over to third, <laughs> less than two. You enjoy stuff like that, you know what I mean? Because you can kind of like, you can see how hard it is. I mean. Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing no. in sports. I couldn't do it. Yeah, no, it's coming at you 90 miles Screw an hour. that. Nope, uh, uh, nope. Peace out. I'll be the water boy. That boy. That's what I'd be. I can't even imagine getting hit by a 90 mile per hour ball. Have you ever been, like, nailed by uh, anything yes. of that caliber? Oh, yeah. So, at, uh, at UTSA, actually, if you got out of the way of a pitch in the game, the next day before the next game, you had to go in the cage and they turned the machine up and you got to wear a pitch. Holy oh, hell. So it's like, Holy it's uh, like, yeah, you either wear the pitch of the game oh, or your God, boys are going to no. square you up in the cage. So you got to oh, take it like a man. <laughs> it doesn't feel great uh, on impact. Um, it'll, it'll burn a little bit. It's going to leave, it's going to leave a mark. Absolutely. You're going to get some laces. You're going to get some discoloration, but Hey, we lift. We're okay. Yeah, you're here in front of us, so yeah, that's pretty living proof. Uh, so, you know, I think I think another thing too is you know about getting attraction too. 
participation trophies. I know, I don't know. Okay, no, but it's going on in every sport right now. Every sport is being impacted by participation trophies. Do you think? Well, yeah, right. Do you think it's going to correlate up to the majors? Like everybody deserves a participation trophy. Like, like, but like right now, like these kids don't, they're not going to understand the cutoff of when the participation should stop. Those trophies should stop. The cutoff is, the cutoff is, all right, so these guys are, they're growing up, they're playing for the league, they're getting, uh, yeah. all right, hey, congratulations, you completed your 16-game season. The cutoff would probably be at a high school, a larger high school, where they're able to make cuts, so not everybody makes a team. 100% it stops after high school. I yeah. mean, you get, you get into college, and it's, it's one of those things that, like, like right here, like we're sitting here watching West Virginia Tech, right? Everybody's sitting here watching, like, oh, wow, like, you know, they must be living the dream. Like, you know, they don't have anything to worry about. They're just playing baseball. Well, what you don't know is everything that they've already gone through, all the stress of, you know, am I going to make this team? Am I going to be cut? Like, what am I going to do? How embarrassing is this going to be? This and that. And, and on top of that, like you're, you're competing for spots, right, to actually play. Now, there is politics in the game, and oh, it's, yeah, of course. It's, oh, dude, it's, it's it's a mess. But like as soon as you get to as soon as you get to college, dude, um, it stops right there. It's it leaves. It's not as much as a game anymore as it is a business. Okay, because you gotta you gotta think the coach is there. That's their job, right? So like we go to eight to five jobs. This is their job, right? So they get paid, they put food on their table for wins. And they're gonna see who the real true talent is. Oh you know, forget participation. So I mean they're they're gonna be over here just like trying to put the best guy on the field, or at least tell you that, and then just because it's their livelihood. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cutthroat once you get to college, because I mean you're you're not it's not all it's not like little Johnny showing up to the field <laughs> just getting to play for fun. <laughs> It's the run around the bases. Oh no, it's it's business time. When it, especially when you leave high school. Now larger high schools, yeah, it's you start to see it a little more cutthroat. Like you get your five six A's, maybe you're hiring four A's. You know, like a Robinson or something like that. Those dudes are serious over there. You know what I mean? So, uh, do you think there should be any changes to baseball right now? Um, they're making strides towards. Obviously, the duration of the game. So they're trying to, they're trying to speed up the games. They're trying to put clocks in between innings, stuff like that. <clears throat> it's just, it's going to be hard. It's. I like where the game's at right now. I don't, I don't mind the length of the game, um, but like I said, I'm a baseball guy, so like I, I enjoy the finer things. So sack bunts and hitting behind runners and sack flies and and watching a, watching a pitcher set up hitters and stuff like that, having a true understanding of what's happening, oh, I eat it up. I love it. You know, I, I watch the Rangers as much as I can at night. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people don't do that. Some people are like, oh, it's like watching paint dry, right? And I get that. But they don't understand baseball at the level of some people, right? So, no, I'm, uh, I'm all for what they're trying to do. Uh, they're trying to include the people that don't understand it as much, and that's only going to help ratings and stuff <laughs> like that. So, and and revenue at the end of the, at the end of the day. But um, no, I like where the game's at. Um, 
in the pro level. Now, if we were to change anything at the college level, they got to change this hit by pitch thing. Oh my god! So like yes. this whole like yeah. this whole like okay, and hit by a pitch. All right, so like, like you can like you can get hit by a pitch nowadays, and the umpire can be like, "Oh, you didn't try to get out of the way." Well, excuse me, sir. That dude threw ninety-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where am I supposed to go? Oh, okay. that, oh that's, that's stupid. You know. So it's like the dude squared me up, and I don't get I don't get first base because I didn't move fast enough for you. Oh, I'm sorry. So that's probably the that's the number one thing. Okay, and I've seen games won and lost that way. Uh, I I think it might have been Ole Miss like last year in the either regional or super regional, right? Dude gets hit gets hit by a pitch, bases loaded, right? They're gonna they're gonna go up one. Instead, they call him back, and the dude ends up striking out. Well, okay, he did his job. He stood in there. He took the pitch. Yeah. Now, so there's there's got to be that change uh, first and foremost. This whole uh, this whole instant replay stuff uh, it's gonna mess with the game just a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. Like we want to get every single we want to get every single play or every single call right. But there's certain plays like the neighborhood rule at second base, like when you turn turn double play, and the foot's not on the bag at the precise time that you're catching the ball. But sometimes they'll give you like the benefit of the doubt. They call it the neighborhood rule, right? Well, now at the instant replay, there's no more. Yeah. You know, so there's little intricate things like that. But other than that, I mean, I think the game is pretty. You know, I mean, it's, it's the nation's pastime. So I mean, it's, it's one of those things that. What all can you change? Okay, so what teams do you follow, um, college level and MLB? <laughs> uh, college level, I'm actually a big, um, a big LSU fan. Okay, so it's it's, it's really weird. Um, and you've always been an LSU. Yeah, you've fan. always I been an LSU in high guy. School, yeah. you were LSU. No, you're an LSU crazy. advocate for sure. That's what I'm saying. So like, uh, and the reason why is like when I was seven years old. It was like seven or eight years old. I go to, or I went to a LSU Kentucky football game. Okay. And we were just there, like our friends from Louisiana, and they took us to this game. And um, we go to the game, we go tailgate, and everything like that. Now, you got to understand, like, the only football games that I had been to at that time is Baylor, right? And Baylor back then wasn't the Baylor today. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm watching Baylor get smacked by Texas, like, 70 to nothing. Like, Vince Jones just all over, right? <clears throat> we're, we're like tearing down goalposts when we beat Colorado, who's not even ranked. Like they're, having, <laughs> they're the only team that hasn't had a worse season than Baylor, right? So I go from that to watching LSU, a ranked LSU team, Jamarcus Russell being the quarterback, and they're playing a nobody Kentucky, right? We've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people tailgating. You got 100,000 people that are inside watching the game. You got another 30 outside just partying, eating crawfish. I mean, it's unbelievable. We were uh, we were in the tailgate. We are just, like, walking to the game. My dad's like, yo, you're not allowed to eat the Jello, okay? So, like, <laughs> you know, you're that young. You're like, what do you mean? Like, I always eat Jello. What's wrong with this Jello? Well, <laughs> you know, you grow up, you go to college, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> I to touch that Jello. But, uh, no, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I've – been a huge LSU advocate ever since then. Been a fan of football, baseball. Um, that's that's two sports that I follow for them. Uh, I mean, I follow Baylor. I mean, my dad's a Baylor grad. He played baseball at Baylor, so I mean, he's got tickets. So like, we'll go to all the all the Baylor games we can. So I mean, I grew up watching Baylor. Um, but yeah, 
I really, I really like LSU. <laughs> really, really hope the best for those guys. Don't get too excited. <laughs> Go Tigers. Okay, so uh, MLB. Uh, Rangers. Heck yeah. Okay, so uh, there's not going to be a day that I jump on that Astros bandwagon. Thank God. Like, Kate, are you an Astros fan? I, do you know I honestly don't watch that much baseball. Like, I'll sit there and watch NASCAR. I will watch a whole damn race of NASCAR. See, that's, see and I don't understand NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, I, I love NASCAR. I get it. I know it's just weird. So, and that's, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I know. Though, you know what I mean? So it's like, I I wouldn't enjoy NASCAR because I don't understand a single thing. Kate probably doesn't enjoy watching baseball at all because he probably doesn't understand what's going on. Exactly. But it's there's nothing wrong with NASCAR, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> There's damn sure nothing wrong with baseball. No. <laughs> so, uh, so Rangers, they gonna get the wild card? Maybe win the division? Uh, <laughs> wild card probably at its best. Uh, as I far hope as so. Best as we can do. Um, Last time I checked, nine ga- nine games out behind the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. So what? They've they've only lost one series, but that one series they got like, swept bad. Like, yeah. Giving up like fifteen runs. Uh, yeah, Mother's Day massacre. So, yeah, fifteen to five. Yeah, no, it was really bad. But <laughs> no, I mean, what's weird with the Rangers? Okay, so like when you're looking at the Rangers and like historically, okay, they get weird athletes. Okay, so you either get the old washed up guy, the guy that's had an unbelievable career, right, comes to Texas and you get like. His last two years. Like uh, Prince Fielder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Prince Fielder. <laughs> right? Right? So, like, the dude's a stud in Milwaukee, and then he gets to Texas. And, and don't get me wrong. He did good for Texas, but he wasn't Milwaukee. Uh, and then he has, like, player. a career-ending back right? back surgery. So, I think having a, I think having a guy like, uh, like Joey Gallo is rare for the Rangers, right? Because this guy's mashing baseballs. Okay. The, the other the other side of the Rangers is they'll get a guy like Joey Gallo and they'll never keep him for his prime. So, uh, for instance, like Jerickson Profar, right? So Profar has been up and down with the Rangers for, what, the last three or four years, right? They trade him off to Oakland. I guarantee that dude's going to tear it up these next five years in Oakland. He's going to be an unbelievable infielder, right? Switch it at the plate. I mean, the dude's going to stroke, right? But the, the Rangers never get to reap those rewards. Now, I forget who they traded. When they traded him, I forget who they got. But still, well, they'll get know. the young guy. I'm pretty sure it's a pitcher. Okay. Oh, well, nobody, <laughs> no pitchers develop in Arlington. <laughs> Not since Nolan Ryan West. Except for my boy Mike Miner. Mike Miner? Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> that dude got shrunk like two nights ago. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, I, I follow I follow the Rangers. Uh, I actually got to attend the uh, one of the World Series games my sophomore year. Whenever uh, whenever I broke the leg, got to uh, got to utilize some uh, handicap parking. <laughs> yep, and handicapped handicap seats. So, oh, uh, hey, not too bad. Oh wow, not too bad. Let's see. The last time I went to a Rangers World Series, I guess it was. It might have been the ALC, uh, ALCS, yeah, when they played when it was C.J. Wilson versus Justin Berlander. Oh, wow. And uh, it, Rangers won, but it ended up getting rained out towards the end. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, it was an awesome game. So kind of going back to my point of, yeah, we yes. get the washed up here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So the World Series year, uh, Vladdy was there. Yeah, right? that's right. So Vlad hitting, uh, Vlad hitting BP, wow, remarkable. 
can't wait to watch his son, like in like put my own eyes on him. But you know, like so, like I was sitting, I was sitting in left field. My dad and I are in left field, even for the BP. And this dude's launching baseballs like third, fourth row in left field. I'm like, wow, that's got to be like a 600 foot shot, right? In your mind, but realistically, it's probably like right at 500. <laughs> yeah, dude's smashing baseballs. Got paid to do it too. Must be a fun job. Could hit anything. So <laughs> roll it up there. So <laughs> world, uh, the Rangers' probability of returning to the World Series this year. Uh, not this year, but maybe in the next five, maybe seven. Um, it'd probably be easier to do the percentage of not making. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it can't be high. It honestly, it, they've got to do some blockbuster trades. Um, you know, I thought having, you know, Bryce Harper and Machado and with Beltrade being out, you know, and I'm no sports analyst, you know, I don't know the numbers. I don't know caps and salaries and all this kind of stuff. And so it would have been cool, like, if, if you got a guy like Bryce or if you got a guy like Machado yeah. to show up, you know, at the ballpark. But it's they got to gotta have a guy like that to build around. And I just don't know if Gary Davis is the guy for that. Yeah. Probably not. Well, I'm going to go – I'll just say this, Noah too. Ryan was. Yeah, no, and, and then he took his talents to Houston. And, and uh, they, uh, yeah, they're now they're the powerhouse in the AL West. But I will say that my dad, he went to Vegas about a couple – about a month ago, and he put $10 down on the Rangers uh, to win the, uh, the American League. And What's that paid out, like one to – yeah, well, he, if he if he wins, he gets a thousand dollars. Yeah, so um, I, 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 yeah, I need I need <laughs> the Rangers. I need the Rangers to uh, work uh, some sort of miracle this season. But yeah, those those odds I think I might be putting out. Like, you know, whatever, Vegas, baby. <laughs> those dudes, those dudes, they didn't build that city on winners. I'll tell you that much. You guys ever been to Vegas? Yeah, oh, I've been wow. once. Really. Yeah, I was I was still underage though, so I didn't. I got to see a lot of titties, but I didn't get the ah, touch. <laughs> TNA, TNA, baby. Remind me, TNA is titties and ass. Oh, okay. Well, mine is TNT. Cool. Titty and titty or what? Teeth. You're just trying to make sure she has two. Or one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, no Vegas once, and uh, I hopefully I go back sometime soon. So, actually, actually never oh, we, need to, we need to plan a boys trip. It's a, uh, it's let's do it. Not a boys trip, a man trip. <laughs> a man trip. Okay, noted. Okay. okay. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. I made up the same man trip. At least you know, give me a shout out. Like, hey, you're invited. Uh, I can always turn it down. Uh, Just give me. Uh, okay. So, um, do you have anything else to add on the baseball world? There you go. So great interview. All right, let's get into some segments. So our segments of the week are going to be crazy news stories. The first one comes from our local station, KWTX. So um, out of Bosque County, the headline is naked woman claiming to be Jesus arrested at local Lake Park. (laughs) And the story goes. A naked woman with a shaved head who was reported to be screaming at volunteer workers at a closed park at Lake Whitney threatened to steal their possessions and claiming to be Jesus Christ 
was arrested after entering one of the volunteers' trailers and donning the owner's clothing. The Bossy Sheriff's Office said in a press release Thursday, um, Patrick Ad- Patricia Adams, excuse me, 39, was charged with two misdemeanor counts of criminal trespass and was ordered, held, in lieu of bonds totaling $10,000 of, sh- of the Sheriff's Office said. She was arrested after three deputies and a state trooper responded to Soldier's Bluff Park, which is closed because of flooding, and the Corps of Engineers reported that a naked woman with a shaved head was screaming at volunteer workers. Um, The officers found her in a closet in the master bedroom wearing clothes that belonged to the trailer's owner. (laughs) um, While while the deputies checked the trailer, the woman identified herself to Chief Bosque County Deputy Clint Pullen as Jesus Christ. Yeah, so... um, how do you uh, how do you respond to somebody that they're saying they're I, Jesus Christ? I would say that her parents are definitely cousins or siblings. <laughs> that, that's just me. That's a so that's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah. So they're from Illinois. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else to add on that? I don't think so. Okay. Our second story comes from New York City, CNN. Um, New York might make it illegal to New York might make it illegal to text while walking. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. Okay. So hear this. So crossing the street here can be challenging anytime, and you might be even less likely to notice that honking cab or zooming bicyclist if you're looking at your phone. Now it could be illegal to do so. A bill in the New York State Senate seeks to ban pedestrians from using portable electronic devices while crossing the road. Fines could range from twenty-five dollars to two hundred and fifty dollars. The statewide ban would include texting, checking emails, browsing the internet, with exceptions for emergencies. So this is just crossing the road, not on the sidewalk? Uh, this would be just crossing the road. See, okay. I can understand. Yeah, yeah. That's a little more understandable because yeah. it's like, all right, you got to head down. You can get, get, you, get yeah, you can get your ass plowed. Yeah. Oh. I, it, okay. That's your one, I didn't, that's I didn't. Your, <laughs> that's your one comment. I thought it came out. I was like, mm, shouldn't have said that. No. <laughs> I'll take that back. No, 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 no. You get one of those comments <laughs> per segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but they did say that pedestrian deaths are the highest in decades it's ever been. So um, there have been. Well, whose fault is that? The pedestrian or the driver? Uh, oh, and what nice. makes you? What makes it a pedestrian death? Uh, pedestrian death? Does it have to involve a car, or like, is a guy walking down the street and a dude shooting him? Does that count as a pedestrian death? Yeah, that's. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. actually, now thinking about it, I feel like I, the the title of being a pedestrian makes you separate. From the driver, yeah, it's like I'm not just like walking into like a Starbucks and hey, like what's going on, you pedestrians? Fellow <laughs> <laughs> pedestrians, how's it going? Yeah, thanks, Mason, for coming in. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, being on the show. Okay, so um, subscribe to our Twitter at Heart of Texas Pod, and also check out our Facebook page, Heart of Texas Podcast. Um, also, subscribe to our pages on Apple Music and Spotify, and we're also on Google Play. All right, thank you. Love you guys. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. From the 127 Studios in Waco, Texas, this has been the Heart of Texas Podcast.